And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Friday, November 18th, uh, a little while after the Celtics took down the New Orleans Pelicans for their ninth win in a row. We haven't spoken to you guys since after the Thunder game, so we've got the Hawks and the Pelicans game to cover uh, today. But before we get into that, I did want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who messaged um, our podcast Twitter account, which if you're not following, shameless plug. How about them C's on Twitter? Check it out. But uh, Wilson, shout out to Wilson who messaged me about my ear, um, which I did get fixed today. Wilson, if you're listening. All right. <laughs> ear is all fixed. Um, and Sam, just so you know, Wilson told me not to stick a Q-tip in my ear, which I told you on the show that you shouldn't do. I'm a big fan of the Q-tip. When I went to urgent care to get it fixed, they also said, do not stick a Q-tip in your oh, ear. Oh, I know they tell you not to do it, but I still... I mean, I don't know what else. I'm not going to buy a tool specifically yeah. for that. Like these? I've got ear cleaners. I bought these. They didn't work. <laughs> what What are they supposed to do? What What are they? What's it different just says, about those than a Q-tip? I think there is, um, there are like grooves and little holes in these. So it doesn't push it back as much. Like Q-tip just jams it back. Um, these, I think... I don't know. They're bendable. It says removes wax, exfoliates, and bendable. I don't know. If, I don't think you should stick anything in your ear. So I think this, these are also a sham a little bit. Um, but <laughs> yeah, got it all cleared out. I'm good. I got a bunch of medication. I got Flonase for my stuffy nose because if you've been a fan of the show for a long time, you know half the time I'm sniffling because it happens. Got Claritin. Got some Debrox for my ears. I, I my own ear, nose, and throat self-diagnoses. You know. Yeah, thank you, Wilson, for the kind message. Ears are fresh and clean now. We can hear everything. <laughs> Was it a hassle at all? Hassle at all to uh, go in there and and wait? Any nah. interesting characters? No, it was pretty normal. Made an appointment, got in and out within an hour, which is pretty good for a doctor's appointment. Um, it's weird though because they like flush. I don't know if you had your ears flushed out ever. This is like the second time it's happened because like, no. the wax. But they basically take like water and hydrogen peroxide is what I think it is, and they take one of these big syringes and they just flush your ear with a ton of pressure. And so it's like I, th- the only way I can describe it is like uncomfortably. It's uncomfortable, but it's satisfying at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't feel good, but uh, like it also feels good at the same time because I know it's fixing it and I know it's like flushing everything out. So it's like. It's uncomfortable a little bit, but it, like I enjoy it because it's like cleansing my ears. And, and I mean, I can hear again. So that was also a plus. Did you have, did listen. you turn down the volume on all your stuff? Did you come back and say, oh, my God, this is so loud? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, I think I was good because I could still hear you out of this year. So like if I turn the volume way up, then it would be way yeah. too loud in this year. So but yeah, ears are fine. I am back normal. Thank you to Wilson for checking in. Appreciate you uh, for the advice and for listening to the show. Hopefully, you're Wilson, who had me uh, uh, driving and attempting to log into the account on my phone, which I hadn't <laughs> logged into since it was Bannertown. So it was a huge hassle for me to get into this account because I tried to log in with the information with the how about the MC's name. And it said, you're already logged into this account. And then it would take me to where the, us- the username was Bannertown. And I'd put the password in and it would say this account doesn't exist brutal and then i would go into my settings and it would ask me to verify the account well you didn't have to do it while you were driving <laughs> well i wanted to know i wanted you said look at the messages i said oh this must be good which it was, it was. Just funny i threw my <laughs> I head back laughing when i read it legend wilson caring about me i appreciate good guy it. wilson now i need to have some <laughs> medical issue does anyone know about <laughs> knees your knees are busted they're not busted but they're just more sore than they probably sh- i would like them to be there i mean i was telling sam i I went to play basketball down in uh rhode island with sam um i got steph curry ankles man i am disproportionate my my upper half is large but i've got skinny legs so my ankles cannot really handle running up back and forth sam was out sam was lapping me on the court put it that way i i stood back played defense and our team was lapping everybody I was, I was fine with it because you guys scored by the time I got to half court. I was there to reset the offense uh, at the top of the key if need be. Uh, but I, I played my defense. I got my rebounds and I contributed that way. So well, you play. Good. Yeah, you play the correct way for somebody that's not going to run. There are people that will just stay up on offense and then you're, you're left mm-hmm. hanging on defense. No, that's Jack, same. a great team player. 
Yes, sir. He he Always. is the anchor. Had a couple nice blocks. <laughs> I love the blocks. very impressive on the glass, taking rebounds off some uh, aggressive fellows down there. Hey, I, I'm not into the... that. I don't like going mm. down there. <laughs> that's what I enjoy because like, I'm not. I can't shoot. I made a three, but I can't shoot. Very inconsistent. Um, I can't, I'm not a scorer and I'm not fast enough. So if I can anchor the paint and grab the boards and do, do the dirty work, I'm happy with those contributions. Uh, we'll, we'll have an update on basketball. I think we're playing again Sunday. So we we'll play again Sunday. We pod <laughs> <Yeah>. again sometime <laughs> midweek. We just did a schedule. We, we pod again Wednesday. So you'll hear about our Sunday basketball on Thursday. That's on Thanksgiving. As you, on as Thanksgiving. you drive to wherever you may be going, you can listen to Jack and I, and we can celebrate the day with you. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. And if All you're right. From another country, then it's just Thursday. Hey, then that's fine. Even, even more the reason for you to listen to us talk. So, uh, all right. So we got a couple games. Uh, we can recap both of them briefly and then get into some of the storylines going on. Uh, we can talk about Celtics Hawks first because I feel like there's not much to talk about. Celtics absolutely stomped <laughs> the Hawks. Um, <clears throat> was never a close game. Uh, I'll look in here for the box score because I forget what it was. I think it was something like 120... 126-101. <laughs> 126-101. Sam got it on the dot. Um, just kind of an all-around performance. Tatum didn't play well, which we're going to talk about a little later. Jalen Brown didn't have a particularly great game. I mean, he had 22, which is solid, but he didn't put up 30 or anything. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different Celtics scored 14-plus. Uh, so it was a great all-around performance. The Hawks couldn't really keep up. Um, and the Celtics kind of dominated from start to finish. It was, it was exactly what you want from a Celtics win. I'm sure. sure Strong was, showing uh, from the bench. Beaming. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Cornette, 15 points. Hauser, Pritchard, both made four threes or more. Mm-hmm. I think they both made four. Yep. Um, all the white boys that look like they just got pulled off the street. All had a big Corn- game in the ATL. Wait, did you say, oh wait, Corn- sorry. I was looking at the wrong. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was huge. The bench was phenomenal. Um, three-point shooting has been kind of a constant for the Celtics this season, much to Sam's dismay. Uh, <laughs> not this, a fan of the This game uh, against the Pelicans. Wait till you hear me about this one. All right, well, let's just jump into that because, I mean, there's not much else to say about the Hawks game. Again, we can talk about some storylines, but uh, Celtics, as we're recording this, they played the Pelicans tonight, as you guys are listening to this in the past couple of days. Uh, took mm. down the Pelicans, 117 <clears throat> to 109. Uh, they got off to a hot start. Sam tweeted out after they started to blow the lead. It was looking like the Bulls game. They were up by a lot early Felt on. Felt like it. Started to, uh, yeah, they started to close down. Um, I thought it was different because I think in the Bulls game, they resorted to some ISO shots. I was thinking of the word. Um, like a lot of dribble, 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 shoot. And I think they did that a little bit uh, later on in the game, but I feel like they were still getting most of the threes they were taking with uh, taking. I was happy with, they just got a little cold, um, but they did bring it back. They got the win. The turnovers were a huge issue, which we can talk about as well, but uh, I'll let you do your little rant about the Pels game first. Yeah. So they came out red hot, which is always a red flag for me because when the Celtics come out hot, they get comfortable. They like to shoot threes yeah. and the quickest way to give up a lead is to either turn the ball over check or chuck up a bunch of threes check and not make the defense work. I complain about it all the time on this show. They started off. I want to say like 14 of 26. How many threes did they finished the game hot. with Jack uh, against the Pelicans. They shot 46 threes and they made 20. Okay. So they were six. Of the next 20 from three. Yeah. In the first half, they shot 14 of 27. In the second half, they shot six of 19. Spectacular. There you go. However, I don't think they lost a quarter. Did they lose a quarter? They lose the fourth Uh, quarter? They lost the fourth quarter. Take a look. They did. Summary. Yeah. They lost by three. So it was close regardless. But yes, they did. Uh, They they lost the second quarter too. Did they? (laughs) Yeah, they won the first quarter 40 to 25. Lost. Oh, the that's second. right. They were up 15. I thought they were up mm-hmm. like seven at the end, yeah, <laughs> at the no. end of the second they, quarter. Or first quarter. They lost the second quarter by five. Won this third quarter by one. <clears throat> lost the fourth quarter by three. So, I mean, good thing they got after that hot start because they didn't really play very well offensively the rest of the game. Their defense played pretty well. I was I was happy with their defensive performance. Um, but the, the offense definitely did slow down, which is concerning. But, I mean, 
overall, it was still a good offensive game because of how hot they were in the first. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, overall, a good game. Um, let's talk about those turnovers, though, because the turnovers <laughs> were not fun to watch, um, and they almost cost them the game. <clears throat> the big thing for me is, and I think Scal said this on the broadcast, uh, and I know Joe Missoula has talked about it as well. When you're playing turnover-free basketball, um, your offense, or excuse me, your defense has time to get set, and that improves your defense. When you're turning the ball over a lot, you, the other team is getting out in transition, um, scoring a lot, and your defense looks worse, and you're, you're scrambling around. And I think that's when the Celtics are at their best when they're playing turnover-free basketball. And Joe Missoula said, <clears throat> uh, John Corrales asked him this question. Basically, he was saying nothing. Nothing good happens when you pass up the first shot. And he corrected himself when you pass up the first open shot, right? Because if you pass up that first open look, then you get into an offense. And if you don't get another look, you're going to scramble and you'll more likely to turn the ball over, right? And so I think that's why Joe Mazzullo prefers the quick offense because it sort of mitigates the turnovers. And in turn, when you're not turning the ball over, your defense plays well. Now, there are obviously some flaws. If you turn the, if you shoot an early shot, uh, it bounces off the, the rim really far and they get out in transition really quick. But I, I feel like it's, more dangerous to turn the ball over than it is to take an early look and then have to get back quickly. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think the turnovers tonight were not an issue of <clears throat> passing up looks. I think a lot of it was, I mean, I can point to two people. It was Jalen Brown had six turnovers and uh, I thought Malcolm Brogdon had a bigger turnover game. Um, oh, that's because Jalen Brown had six turnovers in the second half, um, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, why I was off there. He had seven on the game. Uh, and then kind of everybody was just getting lost in this log. Everybody, everyone that touched the floor against the Pelicans outside of Luke Cornett and Peyton Pritchard had a turnover. Like the, the whole team was just getting sloppy. Um, they weren't crashing the glass at times. It just kind of looked like they were getting out of sorts. Um, but Jalen like Brown was, was the real. The finals. Exactly. And Jalen Brown was the, the big culprit who we can talk about. But um, again, yeah, felt like I was turnovers. watching the finals. Yeah. Turnovers were rough, though. What, what do you make of the turnovers? And we can talk about Jalen Brown specifically in a little bit. But like turnovers, what do you? Well, the good thing is this isn't a consistent thing for this team. We haven't been on this podcast. We haven't been on the pregames complaining about turnovers so far this season, which is great. Um, we saw really poor defense to start the season. That looks like it's on the up and up. But yep. again, as far as the turnovers go, it doesn't seem like a consistent thing. Jalen Brown as an individual has been less careless so far this year. He has seemed yeah. like he's more under control and his handle seems a little bit tighter and he's getting to the basket with ease. Even tonight, yes. he had a couple of real good drives. There was one that he missed the layup and on the broadcast, Scal was arguing he might have got fouled. Mm -hmm. It was like a really great drive. He was in transition, read the defense. It parted like the Red Sea for him and he just got right to the brim, right to his right yep. hand. No problem there. Uh, another great fast break. Horford to Brown back to Horford was a great run ended with that big Al dunk who was great again tonight him and Derek White both dropping threes not missing in the first half at all I mean mm -hmm. what a night from those guys but the turnovers just careless I mean it, it doesn't help that New Orleans is a gritty team that is has a good defense they, yeah Herb, Herb Jones, Herb kind Jones of getting in there. Alvarado those guys are pests and, and you saw Alvarado mm -hmm. get him a couple times, especially down mm -hmm. the stretch. He was a big key why that game was so close. He was yep. fired up. Good player. Would, would be a good Celtic. Not that they need him. Definitely don't need him. <laughs> enough guards. I agree. I agree. Um, turnovers haven't been as big an issue this year. Jalen Brown is actually the only Celtic averaging more than three turnovers a game. 3.3. Uh, <clears throat> Jason Tatum sitting at 2.4. Brogdon 1.9. Smart 1.6. I'm going to cough. One second. He coughed. You might <clears> not you. see something it if you're listening, but if you're watching, you saw it. Watch on YouTube. I was there's <laughs> something sneaking up there that was not going to be uh, quelled for long. Yeah, Celtics um, are averaging the fourth least turnovers in the NBA, so they have the fourth best um, number in the league, only averaging thirteen point three turnovers a game, um, which is great <laughs> considering where they were last year. Probably ideally want to be around that twelve to uh. 14 range i mean ideally you want to be at zero but that's not a realistic mark to shoot for so and another thing uh tonight a mm -hmm. lot of turnovers no marcus smart that that could be a Here factor you <laughs> your starting point guard that averages seven assists and only 1.6 mm -hmm. turnovers not in the game 
you were relying on other guys to distribute mm-hmm. the ball. Not that that's always a problem. Tatum's done a good job in the two games. Derek where White did a good out. job. Derek White was good. He was excellent mm-hmm. shooting again. Even Jalen Brown had a lot of assists tonight. He just turned it over a bunch in the second half. But early in the game, yes. he was finding guys out from three like almost every time he drove. He was doing a great 100%. job at taking what was given to him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And th- the biggest thing to note <clears throat> when we're talking about turnovers is the Celtics won by how many points? What was the final score? They won by eight. Seven. They won by eight points, yeah. Pelicans also, how scored... about the Pelicans fouling with, when the game was clearly out of? Oh game. yeah, that was that was lame. <laughs> that was lame. But sorry, um, they, you know, no, you're good. What I was saying is, twenty four of the Pelicans' points were fast break points. There are the turnovers for you. They had fifteen fast break opportunities. They scored on ten of them. Like it, it was very clear that the Celtics were throwing the game away with the turnovers. They they fought through it, um, but it was just over dribbling. Like they were getting into the paint. They were playing panicked. They were. They they were rushing things, but I don't. I think it's important that they play fast. But when they're in the half court, they can't rush things. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't rush things when they're trying to get into their sets. So I'm glad they turned it around and they figured it out. But the turnovers were definitely an issue. All right, let's uh, let's talk Jalen Brown because you touched on it with the turnovers thing. Jalen Brown put up good numbers against the Hawks and against the Pelicans. Uh, against the Hawks, he had 22 points, five rebounds. Um, <coughs> excuse me. No assists, but he had two steals. And then against the Pelicans, he had a much more well-rounded game. He led the team in scoring with 27, 10 rebounds, uh, and seven assists, and two steals. But against the Pelicans, uh, and if you look back a couple games against the Thunder, I believe it was, there have been times where it feels like he's just not playing the best basketball in terms of, like, for the team. Like, in the first quarter, I guarantee you Jalen Brown averages the least passes in the NBA, or at least it feels like it like Jalen Brown in the first quarter keeps the ball. He shoots a lot. And that usually leads to like him scoring a lot of points because he's a pretty good first quarter scorer. but like he's just very unwilling to pass the ball at times. And seven assists is fine for one thing, but in the first quarter it never passes. And if he's flat, then the Celtics team will be flat and, it just feels like he is reluctant to give up the basketball at times. Sam has been battling it. That. <laughs> internet issues all night. Um, yeah, I no, even Jaylen... plugged in the ethernet. I did it. I did what they told me to do in the chat before the game. Brutal. Um, yeah. T- the, the, the passing with Jalen Brown, like the assists are one thing, but he just, it's just like the ball. He, he doesn't like the pass. It feels like, you know what I'm saying? Especially in that first quarter, which is what I was saying while you were frozen. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said Jalen Brown doesn't like to pass in the first quarter. <laughs> no, and he had it going today, so it was okay. He, I know, he but in the grand scheme, I, I was saying in the grand scheme of things that it's like it'll either kill you or it'll help you because if he's not hot, then the whole offense will be dead because he doesn't pass the ball. And I think that's where a lot of the issues with Jalen Brown come is just his – and he's good, like you said, in the Pelicans game he shot well, but like I feel like a lot of the problems with Jalen Brown come from him – not passing well i don't know if that's completely true at least in the first quarter because i feel like he's really great in the first quarter a lot i feel like he is consistently coming out hot he doesn't he hasn't always done it lately there have been a Mm -hmm. few games where he's been cold he wasn't great against atlanta uh off the top of my head i can't remember might not have been great in the first detroit game I can't remember. I just know the Thunder game was rough. Or OKC. One of them. I think OKC was rough, yeah. (laughs) But in that case, he's not looking to pass. You're right. Mm -hmm. Because that's his mindset is to go out and see if he can get going. When he doesn't have it, he needs to realize it and fall back. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a very fair point. But also, I don't know if it's reflecting, obviously, overall, because they're winning games. Yeah, but yeah. in the first quarter in particular, I don't remember them getting off to a lot of slow starts. Did they really start slow against OKC? I don't remember. I don't remember if they were super slow. I know they were down in that game for a lot of the game, but I don't know if in the first quarter they were getting killed. Um, <clears throat> the OKC game, let's, let's check the box score. Celtics and it felt Thunder like when they score. were, it was because of the defense. Yeah. Celtics Thunder box score first quarter. Um. Loading here, sorry. That's Celtics, 
lost the first quarter 35 to 32. Jalen shot five of seven, so he was hot, had 12 points. He was hot, um, but again, but, that's the defense. 35 points mm-hmm. to the Thunder is not good. Yes. I don't know. It's just at times it feels like Jalen Brown, and I mean, you saw it tonight with his seven I don't turnovers. disagree. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just weird. The first quarter doesn't seem to be the problem. I feel like mm-hmm. there are just as he stretches gets deeper in into the game, game where he doesn't know when to fall back. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this like coming across as I'm like picking on Jalen Brown. We have I remember... Jack traditionally does not like Jalen. <laughs> okay, let's not let's not start this narrative. But I remember I was going to say this. I wrote a article for Celtics blog a while ago, yeah. like <clears throat> about him struggling, uh, and then it came out that he like was still hurt, and I didn't know that obviously when I wrote it, and that everyone was coming for me. I, I everyone was like unfollow Celtics blog, like this idiots. I'm like, guys, <laughs> you got to calm down, but. No, Jalen is really good. He's having a good season. He's shooting pretty efficiently. And like you said earlier, um, he's getting to the rack much easier and much more consistently than last year. Uh, he's even shooting pretty well from three. Um, he gives you some. And he had a slow start. He did. Started slow mm-hmm. from three. He did. Uh, so he's bringing it back, but he just gets caught up dribbling too much. And as much as the handle has improved, it's not to the point where he can successfully dribble through traffic consistently, right? Like he'll lose the ball on the drive. And that's where a lot of his turnovers came. Like Jalen Brown doesn't have as many errant passes turnovers. There are a lot of him just losing the ball while he's dribbling, uh, which is what we saw in the finals. Um, and that's where most of them, I mean, we could watch the tape, but that's where I remember seeing most of them against, uh, the Pelicans in the win. Well, that's one of the things I was pleased with today is that early in the game, he was dishing the ball. He's losing Mm -hmm. the ball, like you say, when he goes into traffic and he doesn't know when to stop. When he's seeing two guys and going into a crowd, he'll get stripped. Today against the Pelicans, during parts of the game, obviously he had six turnovers in the second half, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. He was making the right read, and he was finding the guys for three, Mm -hmm. and it helped that Al Horford and Derek White were red hot at the beginning of the game and throughout, really. I mean, they never really fell off. He, he had reliable shooters. He was just dishing, taking what the defense gave him. Yeah, and like you said, he did get off to a good start. Five of his seven turnovers were in the first half. He had two in the second half. Um, I'm watching some of the turnovers now. One of them assists? was that. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um Five of his seven assists were in the first half. Two of his assists were in the second half. But six of his turnovers <clears throat> were in the second half. I'm watching them now. The first one was, remember that um behind the back, like he was trying to save the ball, um, and he threw it away. Yes. That counted as one. So that, you know, it wasn't really it. The next two, him losing the ball, him trying to make a pass because he got stopped in a drive, you know, him dribbling too much in traffic again. Like a lot of them are just him trying to dribble, and he's getting caught up, and he's looking at the rim instead of looking at his dribble, stuff like that. And he's just not – his handle has never been there like consistently. Um, it's better this year. It's a lot better this year, but this was kind of like this Pelicans game was kind of like a, a like a, have you ever seen that? So Raven, it was like a past flashback. <laughs> yeah. She flashback. sees the future. I know it wasn't a good analogy, but you know what I'm saying? It was like a flashback. There's like a million like, shows that do flashbacks. All right. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word flashback. So I was trying to think on the fly and it didn't work. Never um, seen like lost. And, and they all like remember before they their plane crashed. They're on this never island. Seen lost, never seen Lost. I haven't seen all of it. I've seen enough of it. But well, they have <laughs> Sam and I before we were recording, we were kind of talking about how if you look at the box score, Jalen Brown's games look really good. Mm-hmm. But like if you watch it, there are a bunch of these little things that like, I mean, like if he cleaned up his handle and his turnovers, like he'd be All NBA every season. Right? It's just like, the read the room thing. It's just the yeah. timing of it. It really is like you saw the Pelicans storm back into this game multiple times. Mm -hmm. One of the times I'm sure he was on the floor because it was late in that third quarter when the Celtics were up 18, 19 points, whatever it was. And they scored most of their points off turnovers. And it was a bunch of turnovers. It was fast breaks. And before you knew it, that lead was down to four or something like that. It it was not not what you wanted to see. Uh I did take insurance, so I i mean, I wasn't thrilled. I obviously want them to win, but uh, I was like, go. all right, I'm covered. Didn't get the best odds, but I got better odds than I would have gotten the first half when I thought about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, Jalen Brown, its he's been having a good season. The other thing is, uh, and this was the big thing from the OKC game. I got mixed up with the, the 
poor shooting. His defense has been suspect at times this season. Like he's getting beat off the yeah, ball, the, the OKC. like <laughs> off, off and on the ball. Like he was getting blown by Aaron Wiggins was running behind him in that OKC game. All these players were just going back and forth, but um, <clears throat> I didn't notice it as much um, during the game against the Pelicans. And that's in part because I, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I just think the defense is looking a lot better this season. I mean, it, I noticed a noticeable improvement against the Pelicans. I've been noticing it recently. They, they threw up a graphic uh, on the broadcast saying over the past six games or so, they've been a top five defense in the league. Yeah, just look it, at the stats. I'll, I'll go better. on. Uh, Please do. Know, I'll do it. Please do. Yeah, the Celtics have been a much better defensive team, and I tweeted this out or something along these lines. The offense has been great but the defense is starting to catch up. And I think that's why you're seeing this nine game win streak. And there've obviously been some bad games, defensive games sprinkled in there. OKC being the, the cream of the crop. Um, that was a rough one. They, they got scored on way too much, but for the most part, they're doing a better job of keeping teams in front of them. Um, and the rotations have been a lot better early in the season. You saw the Celtics miss a lot of rotations. Um, you saw guards blowing by them. I mean, both of those Cav games are your perfect examples. Donovan Mitchell cooked them. Karis LeVert cooked them. Darius Garland cooked them. Um, their, their pick and roll defense was terrible, but they've started to pick it up in that regard as of late. Um, and interior defense like Al Horford has been great. I just wrote an article today or it came out today about Jason Tatum's defense. He's been their anchor this season. He's been a phenomenal shot blocker. And then Luke Cornett deserves a huge shout out too. He's playing great defense down low. Everything is sort of coming together for them lately. And it's, it's, it's good to see, um, especially for a team who was such a great defensive team last year. It's nice to see them finally like turning things around on that end. Yeah. Over the last six games, Celtics have a defensive rating of one Oh nine. That's seventh in the league. There you go. See if we take it down to five, what it's going to be. What's it <laughs> we'll take be? it up to seven because the six games didn't include that Pelicans game. When uh, right seven, now. it was not. It was worse. Okay, never mind. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't take it up to seven. If you must know. Oh, wait. Am I a moron? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what the hell I was looking at before. It's 108.5 in the last seven. Yeah, there you go. What is that? That is sixth seven. in the past. Or, okay. And then past five games, it's 108.9, which is six in the league. I'm on NBA.com. Maybe we're on a different website. That's what I was on. Okay. But yeah, they're turning around, and it's good to see. It's good to see. It's important. It's truly important because when you're in the playoffs and you're playing against a team that's just about as good as you, you can't guarantee the shots are going to fall. What you can guarantee is that you give it your all on the defensive end, and that's the, the side of the floor I feel like it's most easy to be consistent because you're in control of what you're doing. You can't always control if the shot goes in. Sure, you can be a great mm -hmm. shooter and you can shoot the best percentage, but even the best shooters miss like half the time. So there you go. If if you're in a playoff game, if you're in a playoff series, usually it's the defensive team that's winning. That that's how they got to the finals last season. They were the best defensive team in the league. They had the best defensive rating, yep. number one. Got them all the way to the finals, and then uh, it stopped mm -hmm. happening and they lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Uh, it's good to see the defense finally coming around. Like I, I said this in a, <clears throat> a couple podcasts ago, I think they really just had to adjust to Robert Williams not being there um, because they have different pieces and they had to play a different style of defense. They couldn't just funnel everything to Rob. They couldn't just let guys go and let them block it at the rim. They weren't playing as big because they have multiple guards. And they kind of fixed that. I, I think, honestly, not that Derek White's a bad defender, but I think they were able to start mitigating some of the defensive mishaps when they put Grant Williams out there because they could play a little bit bigger, stick him on guards because he's more uh, – I'd rather have Grant guarding a guard than Derek White guarding a center, if that makes sense. Yeah, we talked about this on the pregame a bit today. So if you guys were there listening, then uh, it's redundant. Sorry. But mm -hmm. it, it seems like this season teams have targeted Derek White in switches because the Celtics mm -hmm. still do that. They switch everything or at least try to. Um, and they try and get him matched up against a bigger player, whether it's a wing or a center and they take him in the post and he really can't do much of, about it. Marcus smart. It's a different story. He kind of guards one through five um, with the best of them, if not the best throughout the league, Derek white is just kind of smaller in terms of muscle. He's, I think he's taller guard. than Marcus. Yeah, guard versus he's a guard. And he, he's still a good defender, still plays good defense. Same with Brogdon, but those guys mm -hmm. aren't going to cover I don't know, a Giannis. You, you can't, and it's not that Marcus is shutting down Giannis, but if you have him on him, you can count on him to get a stop every once in a while. Yes, yes. Or, I mean, or get him to seen, pass. 
you've seen big men target Derek White. Like I said, Vucevic, Joker did it. Uh, Valanciunas did it a couple times. They um, they used to try and do that to Smart. They don't do it anymore. They don't post up Smart because mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Because they know. They know. Uh, speaking of the pregame, too, my I, I, my pregame pick, Grant Williams, hit tonight. I know you have some nice things to say about our friends at Smash Odds if you'd like to like to take over. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are betters, you're going to want to follow Smash the Odds on Twitter at Smash Odds. They give out daily free picks. And if you're really a hardcore gambler, you can pay for the premium service, get those premium picks for a monthly charge. Or if you just want them for the day, you can do that too. Saturday, Sunday, for the football slates, you can sign up. They have a Discord. They'll put you in. You pay them, and you get paid out. Follow them at Smash the Odds on Twitter. On our pregame show this year, they give us a pick every show. Eight and four so far on the days we've had picks from them. Good record. Me, my record's not so good. Jack, probably better than me. I think my record, I think I've only missed on one. Um, and I remember being mad because it was, I forget I which game it was. I had the over and it lost by two points. Yeah. I had the over on a game as well. It was, I forget which one it was. Because I remember I missed it by half. I missed the over by like, it was like 127 and a half. And it came out to, oh yeah, it was the Atlanta game. I think or 227. I remember it, whatever it was, I guess like two to over 227. I remember they were really banged up. So maybe it was the Pistons game. Um, I think it was. And I had over 225 and a half and it finished at 225. And so I was not happy <laughs> that uh, I missed, but yeah. Yeah. But make sure you follow them. If you sign up, tell them the two handsome guys talking about the Celtics sent you. We <laughs> will appreciate that very much. Please do. How about uh, them Celtics? How about them Celtics? Know. We're here. And uh, I got to tell you, the worst beat definitely had to come from Devin from Smash the Oz. We went to the game against the Nuggets. He had Jalen Brown over points. Brown had one of those big first quarters, might have had 14 points, and Mm -hmm. he missed it by one point. And in the fourth quarter, Tatum and Brown are on a fast break. Tatum does a behind-the-back dribble fake pass to Brown and takes it himself, and then they get subbed out. Brutal. Horrifying (laughs) scenes in the balcony. Not fun at all. I remember um, my friend Danny, who you'll remember if you're a very early listener <laughs> to this show. Um, he was betting soccer once uh, and it was a, a tie game or something. Uh, and so he just like, I forget what it was exactly. I don't know if he bet the over um, <clears throat> or a team to win, but they won in or maybe I, there was something along the lines of they won in overtime or extra time. But since they didn't win in regulation, he didn't win the bet. Yeah, which is like. Works. That's ridiculous. You bet 90 minutes because you can bet win, loss, draw. That's awful. So he was very upset. <laughs> he was very pissed. Um, anyways, circling back, get back around to the Celtics. We have to talk about Derek White because that is the story. That is, I mean, if you watch the Pelicans game, you know, I think it was good in the Hawks game too, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, he had a good yeah, game. 16 points. Uh five rebounds, 10 assists against the Hawks uh, on a night where Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon weren't available. Then he followed that up uh, with a season high, I think, 26-point performance uh, against the Pelicans. He's shooting insanely well from three. I'm going to look at his recent numbers just because I'm curious to see how well he's been playing over the past five games or so. Uh, Over the past five games, Derek White uh, is averaging, let's see, 16 points. Uh, 2.6 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.2 blocks, shooting 49% from the field and 48% from three. He's been on a burner, played extremely well in the Celtics last two games, uh, and he was, I, I think, the main reason they won against this Pelicans team. He- he's been on fire. Um, everything you would have wanted from him this season and more. Yeah, him becoming or getting back to being a better shooter is huge for this team. Last season in the playoffs, he wasn't super reliable from beyond the arc. Before he got to the Celtics throughout his career, we talked about this, Jack, at the trade deadline. You pointed this out. He traditionally shot up towards 40% from three. I don't remember what it, it was exactly. It wasn't even that. Was it, was, it he, more than like, that? No, it was worse. He shot like 36% before that. Like he shot. For his career? 
yeah, 34, 36, 35 in his first. Like, okay. I mean, he shot he shot 60% his first season, but that was on 0.8 per game in 17 games. So I don't count that. But like he was like a 35% shooter consistently. Struggled okay. the season the Celtics traded for him, and now he's a 40% shooter. Like it's insane. We heard on Twitter, saw the reports that he'd been working on his jumper all offseason. We're mm-hmm. seeing it with our own eyes now. He looks super confident. He's taking jumpers with guys in front of him. He, he's he got a quick release. He wasn't even hitting the rim tonight. It was just going straight through. There was That's a play awesome. where he was in the corner, and I believe Tatum hit him with a pass, wasn't super accurate, fumbled the pass, just picked it up and shot over the guy and made it. He's got such a quick release this season. That's the he's, biggest thing. He's got a quick release, and he's made big shots for this team. We talked about this earlier, Jack. Mm-hmm. We had uh, the game against Chicago at the mm-hmm. Garden where he made a big three to ice it. And then you had Monday against OKC. Yes. Another yes, big one. A... <laughs> I was thinking at the same time. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I was like, are we both brain dead or just me? Yes. No, both. 100%. But uh, yeah, no, Derek White's been everything um, for this Celtics team this season. He's as crazy as it sounds. They're kind of third string guard, which is insane considering how well he's been playing. Uh, he is absolutely a starting caliber player, just like Malcolm Brogdon, but <laughs> he is coming off the bench for Marcus Martin, probably behind uh, Brogdon in the rotation as well, although he kind of plays more two-guard now. I mean, he can play two-guard now that he's shooting so well. Um, and all I'm saying is I told you so, because I remember at the trade deadline last year, you were very upset they gave up Richardson, who was playing well. I was. <laughs> Jay Rich was playing good. But, he was the one um, shooting upwards yeah. of 40% from three. He's still, yeah. Yeah, he's he a good was. player. He still would be a good fit on this team. They just can't get him because he they traded him to the Spurs and he has to go to another team before they get him back. Not he even plays that. good defense. Uh, he hustles. He can shoot the three. He can create for himself. I was a big fan of Richardson. I think they could trade for him because it's been. A I don't know what the rules are. I think it has to be a new league season, if I'm not mistaken. Because the the rule with Gallinari is since right now it's still technically uh, the same league summer. season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they can't trade for him anyways because they don't have the money to match his contract. Like they, they have TPEs, not enough for. Richardson. They don't have enough. The the biggest TP they have is like seven, uh, six. Months. Well, that's where all the fun stops. <laughs> Once you no start fun. saying things that need to be abbreviated, that's when it's not fun anymore. <laughs> like TPE, what is that? Traded player exception. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at that. I know stuff. But that's when we stop having fun on this show. Sure. I had so little fun talking about TPEs because, one, it never ended up happening. Two, the players we would mention were never, like, appealing. The, yeah. the most appealing person we ever, like, thought about fitting into a TPE was Duncan Robinson, who for a time was a really great fit in terms of the team needing shooting. He could shoot, and he's fallen off a cliff. Is he? He's not even playing for Miami, really. No, not getting a lot of run for them. I mean, that, that was a disaster. That When we were clinging on to TPs as, as a podcast, trying to figure out things to talk about, <laughs> ooh, ooh, Brutal. some of the things we've had to talk about on the show, we had to talk about what the players were eating in the bubble. I knew that's what you were going to say. When COVID was happening, because in, in fairness to us, there was literally nothing happening. We were scra- scra- it was scraping at straws. It was like at people straws. have left the house. We went on a hiatus during that time, too. Of course we do. What are we going to talk about? You can't talk about anything. <laughs> Let me look. How long was our hiatus during that time? I wanna... Three months? I don't think it was that bad. I think we came back in May, and I think we dipped out in March. So uh, is that three months? March? Two. Two months. <laughs> Let me see. We stopped doing a pod in March 23rd. We did one, and then May 15th was the next one. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I remember the podcast you're talking about, though. It was like a uh, food in the bubble or <laughs> something like that. It was a like about. Not great. Speaking not, of COVID, Tatum's know. playing like he has COVID. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> what a transition from Sam here. Uh, yeah, J- Jason Tatum has been struggling in the scoring. Well, column. kind of. In the scoring column. Yeah. He hasn't been shooting the ball well uh, over these past two games. He shot 6 of 19 and 3 of 10 against the Hawks. Celtics still won. And against the Pelicans, he shot 6 of 18. Wait. 
Yeah, he shot six of 19 and three of 10 against the Hawks and six of 18 and two of 10 against the Pelicans. I thought I was reading the same stat line, but he just shot almost exactly the same. Um, But 19 points against the Pels, 18 against the Hawks. Uh, The plus side, seven rebounds, eight assists against the Hawks. Um, Seven rebounds, 10 assists against the Pelicans. So unlike Jalen Brown, who I probably picked on enough for this podcast, um, Jason Tatum is contributing in other areas uh, while also not turning the ball over. I mean, he had three against the Pelicans, which isn't great. And two and uh, two against the Hawks. Both of those numbers are like <clears throat> pretty normal for a guy with the ball as, uh, in the, his hands as much. And again, I, circling back, I'm not, I don't want to pick on Jalen Brown. I, I like Jalen Brown. I do. He's great. He's been great this season. Um, Jason Tatum though, uh, doing a lot of things in other areas and a big reason behind the Celtics success, even with him struggling is the role players. But I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not worried about Jason Tatum shooting like this. It's just a slump. I think I'll like, tell you whatever. what, this is a testament to how much Tatum has grown as a player over the past year or so. Absolutely. Because last season we were having these same conversations because it is November and traditionally Tatum plays poorly at the beginning of the season. This yep. season that has not been the case until now. Last season, the team was losing games when he was playing poorly. This season, they are winning games when he is playing poorly. Also a testament to the other players in the team. However, he is finding ways to impact the game besides scoring if he's Mm -hmm. not able to score. And he's also getting to the free throw line at a higher clip this year, which makes him more effective. It's great that he's setting up his teammates with assists. He had a double-double tonight, if I'm not wrong, right? Yeah. He had a double-double with assists. Good for him. 19 points, 10 assists. Last season, the first kind of little glimpse we got at him impacting the game without scoring was rebounding. He would really hit the glass hard. It was a team that struggled to rebound. He was like, all right, if I'm not scoring, I'm going to go get the ball. Today, he's creating for other teammates. He's like, okay, it's not working for me. I'm still going to throw up 10 threes. However, I'm going to take advantage of how much attention the defense play. play." Can we speak English, Sam? Yeah, let's go. I've been up for, I don't know, what is it, 18 hours? I don't know. It's not that much when I say it out loud. When the defense pays attention to him, he takes advantage of it and finds his teammates. <laughs> we got it out. All right. Start I'm done together. talking before I start slurring my words again. Dude. There you go. Got it. Yeah, no, Tatum's been great. You saw, kind of saw glimpses of him taking over as a playmaker late in the season last year. Uh, he's actually averaging less assists this year than he did last year. But you, you can see the numbers starting to ramp up as he – and. A big part of that is because he wasn't missing early in the season, like he was on fire. Um, yeah, but now that shots, the, I don't care what you do. Yeah, as long as you're not I like agree. hurting the team, like well, actually, guy. that kind of contradicts something. You, I remember you saying a year ago. Um, you said I don't think it would be good if Jason Tatum averaged thirty points. I, I vividly remember you making that argument. The reason I said that is because if he's averaging thirty points, that means everyone else is not doing things. He's averaging 30 points now, and the team is a wagon. Jalen Brown's also <laughs> averaging like 25, 26 yeah. points a game. You've got other guys, Derek White scoring 26 points on a given night, Al Horford going off on a given night, Market Smart putting up double-doubles. You've got off the bench Hauser <laughs> coming in and scoring 24 points against yeah, yeah, yeah. the Knicks. Or no, no, no. It was whoever they played after the Knicks. I can't remember off the top of my head. Nuggets, I was so tired. Nuggets, 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 nuggets. No, it wasn't the Nuggets because I was at, it was the Pistons. He dropped a career high against the Nuggets, though, didn't he? No, he didn't. I I, I was there. I was there. He didn't. <laughs> I'm telling you right uh, now he didn't. No, no, no. Let's we we gotta settle this. Do it. Look it up. I'm telling you right now, you're wrong. Was it against the Pistons? Shoot. Uh, no, now I'm going to look like an idiot when I'm wrong. Shit. <clears throat> Let's look at Hauser box scores. Most points of the season, 24. Yeah, against the Pistons. God damn it. <sighs> I was there for back-to-back games. I got them confused. Give me a break, guys. See, I only went to one. Well, I went to two, but they were a week apart. I wasn't He did drop two. a career high against the Knicks, but it was broken in the Pistons game. Yeah, so you, broke you were like correct twice in a twice. week. <clears throat> yes. And then you had 15 against the Hawks. Uh, and then six against the Pelicans. He's, I mean, we can talk about Sam Hauser briefly now, too. Except yeah, not his off. offense. No, let's talk about his defense, though. Yeah. I mean, cooled off. He shot, what did he shoot against the, he shot 205. That's normal. His defense, though. Teams are consistently picking on Sam Hauser. The Pelicans did it a ton. Comical. I remember, what did you say? 
comical, dude. It, it's it's funny. so funny and because they're they're not learning. I know, and I he's remember at one guarding point, well. He's guarding guys that should well. be scoring on him. Who was it tonight? He made him fall. It was uh, was it Ingram? Alvarado was trying to drive on him, and he just maybe like, I lost remember his balance. He, Brandon he lost Ingram the had the ball. Ingram had the ball, and he gave it up to Alvarado so he could quote unquote pick on a mismatch and try to score on Hauser. I don't really know what their plan is. Um, Hauser's been guarding very well, and I don't know if it stayed the case this season, but I know before the game they were hyping up the Saudi as the best plus minus in the NBA <laughs> by like a long shot, which is crazy. So, uh, yeah, he, he's been incredible. I'll check that now. <clears throat> Who is the best plus minus in the NBA? Uh, I have to guess it's oh, let's do total plus minus, not per game. I would guess why the not? reason why his is so high is because whoever, whichever star he's playing with has it so much easier because of how lethal he is. Yeah. He still leads the league in plus minus, um, <clears throat> with a one nineteen. And speaking of a star who has it much easier, Jason Tatum is third with one eleven. So, uh, yeah. they, they talked about it before the game. Tatum goes, yeah, his plus minus is one nineteen. Cause he's always playing with me, <laughs> which is, do you buy I mean, plus minus? I forget. Some people don't. What do you mean? Like, do you care for it? Do you think it's meaningful? Um, I don't think in the context of one game, it's very meaningful, but I think over the course of a season, it's a pretty good indicator of, cause like if you're talking about over one game, like Marcus smart could be out on the floor. Jason Tatum can shoot one of mm. 10 in that time. And the Celtics lose and Marcus Smart had nothing to do with it. But like, if you extrapolate that over the course of an entire 82 game season, like, that's not going to happen to you every game. Things will regress to the mean. And I think your value can be, it's not the perfect stat. There are definitely better ones, but like, I think it's a pretty good indicator. That's, that's why like everyone says, Oh, offensive and defensive rating are a team stat, not a player stat. I agree. But like over the course of a season, if a player's defensive rating is good, that probably means the team's defense is better when they're on the floor. Do you know what I'm saying? So like not in small quantities, but like over that's 16 fair. games, 16 games, Sam Hauser is the best uh, plus minus in the league. Guys next to him, Jokic, Tatum, Mikal Bridges, Derek White, Kevin Love, Devin Booker. Like, it's not like, and I mean, Grayson Allen's the next one, Dean Wade, Drew Holiday, Dylan Brooks. Like, it's not like there's a bunch of bums, right? Like, it is either a star or a good role player who helps his team be better on the floor. So I think that's uh, a good explanation. Yeah, that, yeah they, I mean, that's what I take away from it, at least. So I, I can't mean anything bad it doesn't necessarily have to be the end all be all but at the very least it means so, like he's doing something pretty good while he's out there like i mean oh, yeah. you can look at last year's plus minuses for a perfect example like <clears throat> total plus minus last season uh the leader was tatum with plus 667 then mccall bridges because he played in all 82 games and the suns were a wagon uh i'm gonna steal that term now because you said it and i thought it was funny steph curry devin booker chris paul jalen brown Jokic, marcus smart like the top guys have the top plus minuses because their teams win when they're on the floor. Like that is how it works. So Sam Hauser leading this early in the season. Will it stay that way? I doubt it because he's probably not going to play as many minutes as other guys. Um, but I think that's what makes it even more impressive too. Like he's playing fewer minutes, but his plus minus is still that much higher than everybody else's. That means the Celtics are outscoring opponents by a lot <laughs> while he is on the floor. So yeah, it's great. Again, it's he just really makes it, he, he makes defenses scared yeah yeah that it's, man it's, strikes fear into the heart of opposing teams when he steps on the floor he takes the warm off takes off the sweatpants jogs out there and stands in the corner wouldn't you be intimidated yeah it's him. like what we said uh <laughs> it's like what we said um with duncan robinson a while ago it's the gravity it's just it, it's a shooter's gravity he just has to be out there and i know duncan robinson's lost some of that but like even now, like, I'm not going to leave him unguarded, right? Like, he's still a good shooter. Like, he's not having a good season. He struggled for a while. But I'm not going to just leave Duncan Robinson open moved? in the corner. <laughs> Does he get traded? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Where? I think so. Um, <clears throat> either Phoenix or, like, Sacramento. Mm. Or I'm trying to think. Of it. They just need a power forward. They don't have a four, right? Like, they just need extra wing depth, I think. So, for, like, Sabonis? You look at no Harrison Barnes, <laughs> uh, Jay Crowder. Um, I mean, how desperate do you want to get? Would they do like, I guess they don't have another contract. I was going to say, do they do like Duncan Robinson and uh, something else for Tobias Harris? But I don't even think they can match that money. Um, yeah. All these teams, they're just trying to shake it up. <laughs> Look at the Celtics. Yeah. Well, that's what they're doing. They're saying, oh, we're not as good as them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics, <clears throat> we were saying this before we got on, uh, Celtics are 
it's early in the season, but they are one and a half game above the Bucks. They have uh, 81.3 uh, or 0.813 win percentage. The Bucks are there, but those are the only two teams above a 70% win percentage. Like Blazers and Jazz and Grizzlies, 10-5, 11-6, 10-6. Like there's a bunch of parity around the league in terms of like the, the gap between the three seed and the nine seed in the East is one game. The gap between the one seed and and the nine seed in the West is one and a half games. The gap between the Celtics and the three seed is three and a half. The, the Celt- there's and plenty of time. <laughs> I know. And they've just played say, 16 games. I know. I was just going to say, there's plenty of time for them to blow it. There's plenty, knock on wood, there's plenty of time. No, I'm saying it's impressive regress, that but... they're up that big already. Oh, yes. It's crazy. They're, they're like slowly. I agree going with to the, like, they're the team a lot of beat. season left. But <laughs> yeah, my, my. Yeah, three, oh, one and a half they games of Milwaukee. What's the word? Wagon. They're a wagon. Wagon. You ever have wagon wheels like the the pasta? No. Very good for mac and cheese. Wagon. I gotta tell you, the cheese gets stuck wagon in the little spokes oh, of the wheel. I have had those. I just know that they were called. That's fire. What what did you good. call them? I don't know. I haven't had them in a long Pie time. Pie charts? <clears throat> no, no, I didn't have a name for them. <laughs> But um, I've had stuff similar to that. They it they remind me of like the shaped mac and cheese, like the craft shapes, yeah. which were infinitely better than this uh, normal penne, not not penne, whatever the fuck they are. Um, well, macaronis, yeah, macro. Yeah, that's the word, macaroni. Whatever it is, <laughs> elbows. Yes, no, very good, very fire. Um, only other thing I did want to mention, we don't have to go in depth. Al Horford looks phenomenal. I mean, shout out the man. He was four for four from three in the first quarter uh, against the Pelicans. He finished. With 18 points, seven rebounds, two assists <clears throat> against the Hawks. I'm pretty sure he had a good game as well. He put up, uh, I lied, he had seven points, but he did have 11 boards and four assists. Uh, a couple games ago, a few games ago, he's had a career high for threes, six threes. I, it was a Nuggets or the Pistons game. Clearly, I can't differentiate the two, so but it was one of those two because I remember I was there. Uh, he looks great. He looks like he's like 26 again, and he's 36, so it's great. He's really adapting to. His age, he's adapting yes. to today's game, and he's doing it well. And he's still hitting the glass. Those rebound totals are impressive. This is a guy, when he was an all-star here in his first stint, was averaging like maybe seven a game, maybe. Points he was or like 15-7, 15-6 maybe, if, I, if I'm not exactly. wrong. He was not it's... the guy crashing the boards. He averaged 14 points seven rebounds, five assists. And then his lone all-star season in Boston, he averaged 13, seven and a half and 4.7. Yeah. So, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Him, him hitting the glass like this is something you should be excited about. It's going to be even better for the team when Rob comes back, because mm-hmm. you're not going to be giving up offensive rebounds as much. At least you shouldn't be, yeah. which to me is a killer thing. I just hate that. Watching it's been games. a lot better lately. It has been. And they've Since, actually been crashing the offensive glass. I know you tweeted about that. Yeah, they they were awesome today on the offensive glass. I was like, this is fantastic being on the other end of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. watch the other team get drained, demoralized. They, they're getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. That's what was happening all throughout the playoffs last year. And they made the finals. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if they just like weren't terrible. I know, I know. We, we don't have to talk about the finals anymore, though. That's a, a dark time we don't have to go back to. But uh, the the only thing – oh, I was going to say this first. Al Horford also talked about it, um, how it was somewhat difficult, but he's starting to adapt to being a shooter rather than like a post player. Like, And he has been in the post and getting down there a little bit later. Not as but consistent he's like, from the post. No, but he's focusing on threes a lot this season, which I know you might not love, but he's averaging four and a half If he makes year. them, I don't care. Yeah, he's shooting 44% from deep this year, which is... I really just want the creators to drive. I don't like when the possessions don't have a drive in them because it feels like you're settling, especially when it's early. I understand the emphasis might be early offense, which is fine, but when you're on the wrong end of a run, sometimes you need to slow down and make sure you get a good look. And I feel like that doesn't happen very often. That's why we've seen them let teams back into games. It feels like every time they get a lead. They, the three games they've lost, Grandy brings it up every time he does the call. They were up by 12 or more, and they blew all they blew yeah. leads in all of them. Yeah. Only lost in regulation once, though. Yeah. How's that for you? Um, the only thing I will say that's, I don't want to say concerning, but something to monitor. He is playing Al Horford more minutes per game than he was last year, 
which make is sure not something shape. <laughs> I hate shape there. <laughs> not something you expected. Um, but Joe Missoula did talk about it, saying he he's in shape, he is good to go, and we plan on playing him like that. Like he seems fine, which is good. But well, it's also just not like... for nothing. Of course, he's playing more minutes. Rob's out. <laughs> sure they're, they're like <laughs> this is not like for you but like and it's only two if i was joe mazula that's what i would say be like dude like rob's out what do you want out of me <laughs> it's fair i'm very we don't have to talk about rob because I, we touched on him in the pregame and he's still on track i mean he had a sharad's reporting saying he's well, close today's eight weeks but... well yesterday when you listened to this it was eight, eight weeks since the surgery so timetable was eight to twelve you're in the window i'm still betting early january but if it's sooner, it's sooner. I don't care. Chelsea. Doesn't matter to me. They keep and winning. Why? I really don't care. Because <laughs> the Celtics are a wagon. They, I love that word. That made me laugh. <laughs> they're a wagon. Funny. They get out of the way. They get the horses <laughs> pulling the wagon. Yes, sir. They've got Joe sitting in the wagon. And Wick. Yeah. And Gorman calling yeah. half the games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. I like Randy, though. Oh, I was going to say. Bro, uh, maybe this isn't like you won't love this, but Al Horford seems like he's kind of following the uh, Brooke Lopez trajectory right now. Like he's in the post a lot less, uh, and it's more isn't gradual. Brooke Lopez having a monster year. Yeah, Every time I'm online, I see like stat lines from him that it's like twenty points, nine rebounds, four blocks. Yeah, he's averaging uh sixteen point four points, six point two rebounds, and two and a half blocks a game on fifty percent shooting from the field and thirty nine percent shooting. You know, the- one of my bosses at my new job was like talking to me about basketball a little bit. She was like saying her husband is uh from New Jersey and she would watch mm-hmm. the Nets with him. She was like, I really like used to like Brooke Lopez, and I was just like, yeah, that's such a random like guy. Well, not <laughs> no, he's it the is all- right. He's he, the all time was- leading scorer. In no, Nets he history. was, he was, but like. But Brooke Lopez, it was just such a fun, Hello? it was so random to me. You froze for a sec. I didn't hear something. I know. <laughs> Welcome back. I just, um, no, yeah. There. I mean, he was the only star they had for a while. <laughs> so uh, you take what you can get. And he was an all-star in, in, in Brooklyn, averaged 20 points a bunch of times. He was good. And he's, he's better. He's phenomenal now again. So shout out Brooke Lopez. But anyways, I think that covers everything I want to talk about. Anything else you had before we get on out of here? No, I sure would like to go to bed. There you go. Well, we'll, we'll let Sam get to bed. I we will do say it, we do it for all of you. All yes, six. all for you. And again, shout out to Wilson for helping me with my ear. Um, before we go, we're experimenting. If you're not if you're not watching the pregames, get over to watch oh, the yeah, pregames. I forgot. I it's on forgot about this. <laughs> what the Discord? <laughs> I already forgot about it. It's fine. Uh, it's on the YouTube channel. Um, check out the pregames because we'll talk about it more there because there's more regulars there and we don't really have a direct way with connecting with you guys yet but we're going to look into i think i already have started it but we're going to start getting up and going uh discord just in case twitter crashes and burns uh how about them celtics discord for us to chat you guys can throw questions and topics for podcasts in there uh we'll put a live game channel in there for us to text a live game voice channel if any of you guys want to come together and watch the game uh maybe we'll drop in from time to time um general chat podcast chat where we'll drop our podcast we'll have the links there so you can always see when we drop a new show um shorts and everything like that so yeah it should be like we'll try to create a community there uh celtics community get together watch the games uh or at least you know talk about the games while we're watching the games um and yeah so check out the pre-games because we'll plug it more there where we have some regulars who we can directly chat with and connect to um but yeah it should just be how about them celtics on discord i know we'll have to create a link and those will be pasted below the uh the youtube videos and and the podcast so we'll we'll find a link for you but just keep that in your back of your minds we're gonna try to create that and uh so sam can sleep i'll let him wrap up the show (laughs) thank you very much for listening or watching if you're watching you're on youtube perhaps on guy boston sports perhaps on how about them celtics pod regardless leave a like a comment, subscribe. We're really trying to raise that number up towards a thousand on the on our channel. It's getting there. A lot of work being done over the last month or so. Jack and I were talking about it. Good, uh, good production from the fans. We appreciate it. Keep working hard. Good minutes. Um, <laughs> if you're listening and you're not on those, if you're on whatever streaming service, that's great. Uh, follow us. Make sure you get all the latest pods. Leave a nice comment, nice review. Uh, if you, if you, you know, don't do that, you can get the pods at how about them C's on Twitter. Jack will tweet them from there. 
it's also Instagram, TikTok. How about them C's? You can get the shorts there, the short clips. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have some from today. Don't yeah. know what they'll be just yet. Uh, you can follow Jack on Twitter. He's doing all kinds of stuff, writing. He's got his own pod, Simone NBA show for heavy. Mm-hmm. It's all there at Jack Simone NBA. And uh, I'm doing all that, but less at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go. Come on. Tackle. 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 Tackle